This episode of How I Built It is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is our season-long sponsor. Liquid Web has been best known as a managed hosting company with tons of options. It's also designed a managed WordPress offering that is perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptimes, and incredible support, Liquid Web is the partner you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer has iTheme Sync integrated into their managed portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. Liquid Web hosts all of my critical websites and I couldn't be happier with them. If you sign up today, using the discount code HOWIBUILTIT33, you get 33% off for the next six months. Visit buildpodcast.net slash liquid to get started. That's buildpodcast.net slash liquid. If you like building things on the internet, especially e-commerce things, check out the Open Jobs with Prosperous. They are a small but friendly bunch that loves building software for entrepreneurs. They're the company behind WooCommerce subscriptions, a plugin with thousands of users. But that's just the beginning. Prosperous has some new products in the works and they're looking for talented folks to help them. If you dream of working in your pajamas, sipping macchiatos at your favorite cafe, or while soaking up the sun in Costa Rica, you can make it happen. Prosperous is a distributed company with employees all over the world. They offer some neat benefits like stock options, hardware allowance, and professional development. But the best benefit is the autonomy to do your best work however you work best. If this sounds like your kind of gig, Check out their open positions at buildpodcast.net slash prosperous. That's buildpodcast.net slash P-R-O-S-P-R-E-S-S. Hey, everybody. This week, I had the pleasure of talking to Jack McConnell of Made With Fuel about his plugin, Better Notifications for WordPress. So he'll talk about exactly what that plugin does. Uh, but I really enjoyed this conversation because while we talked about scratching your own itch and getting in there and coding uh, we also talked about the long game a little bit so he talked about how he front-loaded a lot of research to make sure that this was the right thing to do Uh, he talks about how he waited the better part of a year for uh, the premium iteration to make sure it was worth sinking his time into Uh, and he talks about hiring out so uh, he does a lot of the things that as a as a developer myself I'm resistant to doing, right? I just want to get out there and code it and put it out there and see what happens. But he really talks about doing things the, I'm going to say the right way, right? Or at least the way where you don't waste as much time. So I really hope you enjoy this interview and get as much out of it as I did. And without further ado, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Jack McConnell of Made With Fuel. Jack, how are you today? Yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show. Today, we're going to talk about a plugin that you have, right, called Better Notifications for WordPress. Yes? That's correct. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So uh, why don't we just jump right into it? Why don't you tell us uh, who you are, what you do, and how you came up with the idea for Better Notifications for WordPress? Yeah, sure. So I'm Jack McConnell, and I run Made With Fuel. It's a one-man sort of micro-agency based in Bath in the UK, and I do custom WordPress development and design. That's mostly in the form of uh, themes. But uh, yeah, my kind of side business really is developing better notifications for WordPress. I came up with the idea uh, a couple of years ago. I I was actually working on a a client site that had like an internal project management system. 
and they needed notifications, email notifications for certain things that WordPress didn't provide native notifications for. So they used just the post, the default posts and categories kind of system in WordPress to manage uh, projects, which are categories, and then posts within those um, those kind of projects. So they want to be alerted as part of their kind of back office system when uh, new projects were set up. And obviously that translates to new category notifications. And usually they're not that useful because you need to populate a category with a post in order to, for it to you know, kind of have any use on your site, really. But this is something that they they needed um, just to trigger a particular workflow, you know, like I say, in their back office. And that got me thinking, there's this notification, there was a number of other notifications they needed. And there just wasn't anything really in WordPress or or any plugins I could find that kind of did that. There were kind of a few, but they were really old. So um, I thought, well, I do like what many developers do. And I just thought, well, I'll make my own. Nice, nice. So again, this I think this comes up almost every show. You were kind of scratching your own itch. You needed to do this for a client site, and then uh, you decided to to make your own plugin. So, and uh, just to make sure, uh, this is a free plugin with some premium add-ons. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Cool. So uh, you mentioned that you you saw that there were older things in the in uh, there were older things that hadn't been updated in a while, but. Uh, what kind of research did you do to figure out what your initial feature set would be or what goes in the free versus what becomes a paid add-on and stuff like that? Yeah, um, actually, I did an extensive uh, researching stint before I kind of really got involved in the in the sort of the, the plugin development. The plugin that I originally created was done over a weekend with a friend. And it was really just a you know, like I say, so I kind of scratch that itch and get something working so the uh, client at the time could actually use it and we could implement it into their project management system. But after sort of doing quite a lot of research and I did like a, just a like a straw poll, just a very basic thing on Twitter and got some people to sort of, you know, fill out a quick survey. How do you rate, you know, WordPress's mail notification system? I realized there was quite a lot that could be done. There was a, There was a lot of plugins out there that had like little bits of functionality here and there but there wasn't anything that was as kind of as all-encompassing as I would have liked really so I had this kind of idea of maybe I could build something whether it's this or something different that would replace WordPress's mail notification system and allow you to customize it and I say about all these sort of old plugins and stuff a lot of them really required that you used uh, code in some way or they were outdated and they, they were almost like someone scratching their own itch and then they stuck it on wordpress.org and then they left it and it got abandoned. So it was really just to see, look, can I can I do something? Can I grow something? Because it kind of looks like an area that seems to be a bit outdated, you know, in the WordPress space. And yeah, after a lot of research, I thought, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I can I can do this. Wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, we see, you know, uh, WooCommerce, I think, allows you to do kind of custom email notifications built in, but you don't you don't see a whole lot more outside of that. So, uh, and I'm sure this is, I mean, this is uh, probably a good enough market for you to c- uh, continue working on this. So, uh, before we get into maybe how you built it, you mentioned that you you did some work with a friend over a weekend. Do you have uh, like a group of people that you like to talk to about? uh features or business advice like a mastermind group or anything like that 
I don't. It's actually something I've considered a couple of times over the last sort of sort of six to nine months, really. But no, it's really just me researching things and then I think, oh, that's a cool feature or that's quite a good idea, but I think I can do that better in terms of the usability kind of aspect. So it's really just me at this point. But I get quite good feedback from people when I do a new release. So I kind of, that's my confirmation that what I'm doing is kind of working and uh, and that I'm going in the right direction. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, of course, your customers are probably your best line of, of feedback and and testing too, right? If something's broken, they'll definitely let you know that it's broken, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So cool. Very cool. So uh, that that's another thing that keeps coming up, you know, um, uh, yes, yeah, so some people bounce things off of, of friends and contemporaries, but, you know, customer feedback and support is where they really kind of hone uh, their their roadmap. Cool. Very cool. And, and And you said it's just you, right? So you do the support yourself? Yeah, yeah, I do the support myself. I um I actually use a developer to build the plugin itself. Gotcha. Whilst my my friend and I, you know, we developed this plugin together over a weekend. We actually parted ways basically more or less just well shortly after that, I guess. He couldn't dedicate that much time to it, so and it was something that I wanted to grow uh and he was happy for me to do that. So I actually had a go myself at kind of trying to develop it, but I thought this this is kind of a side thing and something I want to grow, you know, separate from my main um, kind of client work um, because the bit I really enjoy is is kind of designing and creating WordPress themes. But I, I'd love to put something out there. I want to give something back to WordPress. So this is where this sort of plugin and you know came in and uh, and the ability to kind of grow it and and push it forward. And after a while, I decided that. Uh, plugin development is not for me and that I'm it was going to take me a really long time to do it and in the meantime I thought but I've, I've still got this thing to give so I looked for a developer and I found one in sort of a couple of months and I've been working with them ever since and and it's it's really really great so I do everything else I can do such as you know growing the plugin answering all the support coming up with the ideas and the research or the testing, you know, all that kind of stuff, really. Everything except for development. Although I have tried to kind of do a bit more towards that in the last year in particular, just as my sort of knowledge has grown in in that sort of WordPress plugin development space. Gotcha. That So that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a point that's worth repeating, right? Because I, I feel like a lot of, at least uh, for a long time I was this way, a lot of freelancers feel like, you know, I'm going to do this myself because hiring somebody might cut into the bottom line more than I'd like or things like that. But, you know, what you're really affording yourself is is time and expertise. Like you said, uh, you you uh, you like the designing and the theme development aspect of it. But if you if you really want to build a good plugin, then it might be worth hiring somebody who knows how to build a good plugin. Absolutely. And, and the great thing is, is I'm in a position, particularly in the last year, where I find out so many i mean there wasn't that many bugs to begin with but so many little bugs that i i've got this kind of support document that i've constructed that goes through step by step this is what you need to do to troubleshoot a problem that you're having and i can say with sort of 95% accuracy that sending someone that support document will allow them to fix their own problem and that the plugin that i've got is is solid and i think that's just because i've got a really good developer on board Awesome. That's that's great. And one more follow up on that is uh how did you go about finding a developer, right? You're so you're a little bit you're a little familiar with development, so you probably know a little bit more what you wanted, but what was the process like? Did you interview? Did you do code tests, anything like that? 
actually, I, I sort of I put the put the feelers out, so to speak, and over sort of Twitter, I wrote a blog post on um, the Maybe Fuel blog, and and just kind of had a wait really, and I I didn't have that much of a response. I think it's because I kind of just put it out there and sort of hope for the best, really. But the few that I did get were actually really good, sort of quality kind of leads for for a developer. And it was just a question of seeing who I liked, who I thought would do a good job and, and going from there. And everyone that got in touch had been um, had released WordPress plugins in the past or were, you know, active developers. Some of them were like, you know, people that contributed patches to the core and stuff like that. So I knew that I, I was pretty happy with the people that got back to me and I knew that they're going to do a good job. Great. Thank you for that. Why don't we get into the uh, title question? So. I'd love to hear uh, a couple of things based on what we've talked about, right? So you're not the primary developer on the project now, but you and a friend built it over a weekend, almost like a proof of concept or a um, MVP sort of thing. So I'd love to hear what that was like, right? Because uh, like weekend coding projects are so much fun to me. And then making the transition from kind of being the, the main person at the keyboard to you know, the, the kind of architect of the whole thing and, and how you build it from that perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. So my friend, uh, someone I actually went to school with and he's sort of a couple of hours drive north of me in England. I literally drove up very early one morning, met him at his house and he works out the co-working space and we went there and it was over a weekend. So it was all quiet, nobody there. And we just sort of kind of sat down and said, look, this is kind of my a rough idea well this is you know the, the the rough requirements for this for this plugin how do we go about it and we did some sort of just very basic sketches we had a look on into sort of you know wordpress functions and kind of uh things that we'd need um and, and the ways to get data out of wordpress and then put it together and then the first version was i mean completely different to how it looks now it was kind of this like matrix of checkboxes where you had um, the notifications listed down one side and then you had user roles listed across the top. And you basically had a, two screens. You had this screen which said, yes, I want to send notifications to these people and just check the checkboxes that you wanted. And then the other screen was just just a like a subject and a message body and it listed all the notifications out on one page. And I didn't even cater for all of the notifications in WordPress at that point. It was just kind of the ones that the client needed and a few other ones that I thought might be useful, like when they need to register a new user, that kind of thing. And we put in these short codes that sort of spat out the information that they might need to include in those in the message body or the subject. So things like uh, post content, post excerpt, post title, that kind of thing. And then what authors there, uh, what the user was that that created that post, and and that was it. And and it worked fine. It was more of a like a PHP implementation of of uh, a WordPress plugin as opposed to a a nicely coded uh, WordPress plugin using PHP, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, we did that over sort of two days. Uh, it was freezing cold. You know, we, we had a good stop off at a pub, which, uh, you know, as, as people will know, sort of heightens the senses after you've had about two beers. And uh, yeah, we, we, we got it out there. And and then as soon as I got back from that trip, I submitted it to WordPress.org plugin repo as well, because I want to see if other people want to use it. And yeah, and it, it kind of just took from it just went from there, really. Awesome. So would you recommend that if, if, you know, if I decided today I wanted to release a premium plugin, would you say that releasing a free version of it to the repo was 
helpful for you. It helped kind of um, build an audience or prove that other people wanted to use it or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. The one thing it gives you is exposure. You know, it's just, it's so big. I mean, you're not just uh, searching on WordPress.org, but when you're in your, you know, add new plugin um, page in your WordPress admin, you know, you're in there as well. And it's incredibly powerful, incredibly useful because you're you're where the people are, really. It's kind of like uh, what Code Canyon, I guess, would do for, you know, premium plugins. But I felt that giving away something for free would allow me to give something back to WordPress, something that I was quite keen to do anyway, uh, because it had been you know quite good to be to me and allowing to sort of start a business and you know make a make a living from it. But also, yeah, it was that it allowed me to uh, understand if this proof of concept was going to kind of go anywhere. And it this was 2013, so it wasn't like really long time ago, but. I had like a thousand downloads in the first year, which isn't massive, but for me, that's the most amount of downloads I've ever had for anything that I've released. So I kind of thought that that was a good thing. So yeah, that was enough at the time for me to think that this this has got legs and I can I can develop this. Nice. So the other thing I'm really hearing is, you know, you say you did this over a weekend and took a couple of months to find a developer within the first year. Uh, you didn't you didn't rush this process, right? You didn't. Uh, it it sounds like you you took your time and you did the right steps in the order that you felt you should is is that accurate yeah i'm a firm believer in doing things properly and sometimes that takes you know quite a long time i read recently i can't remember where i saw it but um it's a marathon not a sprint and if you're growing something that's a really helpful thing to remember i also you know that yes there was this time between kind of you know me and my friend working on it and this developer uh, but I wanted to make sure that what I was doing was going to be an improvement on the previous version as well. So yeah, it's it it, it will take time, but it's it's worth it's worth doing if you want to do it right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's I think that's a great mindset to have because a lot of people, you know, I feel like a large feeling is uh, got to rush this and get it out the door. Got to be the first to market, or the sooner I get it out, the the sooner I'll make money. But you know, taking the time to make sure all your ducks are in a row and you have the right developer and you, you've built an audience is, is perhaps more important, right? Because if, if you have something in, to sell and nobody to sell it to, then there's not going to be anybody to buy it anyway. No, absolutely. I, and I think the other thing worth mentioning is that this was very much a side business for me too. So I, I didn't have the time to spend, you know, doing it as quickly as possible. Uh, perhaps if it was myself developing it, it might have gotten out a bit quicker, but it would have taken up more of my time spent on client work and that would have sort of suffered a bit. So I felt that I did it in the right way and over the right space of time and I'm now on a kind of a monthly release schedule. So whether that's point releases or uh, new add-ons or improvements to existing add-ons, I'm kind of releasing every month consistently. And that's really helped to kind of grow grow the plugin and both the free version and also the add-ons and kind of the paid part of it. Awesome. That that sounds fantastic. And I think that's really, really great advice. So and and you uh you talked a little bit about the the changes that were made over the last um over that first year or so but um what what major transformations has your plugin gone through since let's say since the first premium release right we talked a little bit about how you built it over the weekend and then you eventually hired a developer so why don't we go from the first release with that developer to now what are what are some of the big transformations 
Yeah, sure. So the first ever release with the sort of new developer. So that previous to that, the sort of weekend concept I call like the beta. Then we released version one, and that was completely different. It was it was more used like the custom post type kind of side of WordPress. So you know you create a new uh, notification from scratch as opposed to having it already on the screen for you. You can select your notification. You can select you know, header information, uh, CC, BCC details, all that sort of stuff, subject and body. And I also improved and added to all the short codes that were available. So that was kind of the first release. And that was that was a huge step in the right direction. And since then, it's been quite iterative on improving those features and adding to them. Uh, I would say that the most successful thing is in the last year, I've now got all the notifications for WordPress in there. So if you want to replace, uh, if you want to replace or edit any of them, you can download best notifications for WordPress and, you know, set up that notification. And that, that actually took quite a long time to get to because there was a number of uh, notifications in there that you kind of forget about, or you don't realize are there. And there's no list or at least not a list that I could find anywhere that says, these are all the email notifications that WordPress sends out. Um, I had to kind of go through and even going through core, you can kind of find things that are used, you know, less and less frequently. An example of that would be when WordPress auto updates from, you know, uh, say, you know, 0.3 to 0.4, mm-hmm. it would, uh, or 0.5 recently. And then that sends out an email to say, you know, your web, WordPress website has been updated. So people know this because they get, you know, as soon as that that happens, that auto update happens. The next day, they look in their inbox and they've got like thirty emails, all from their various WordPress sites. So you, you can do that. And the, and one of the cool features of better notifications to WordPress is that you can set up a notification and then disable it. So if there's a WordPress default notification such as that one, you can create a notification for it, hit the disable button, and save it. And that means that will kind of suppress that notification, so you won't get those thirty emails. Gotcha. That sounds great. So. Might be worth a, a good blog post for you to just list out all the notifications that WordPress sends out if there's not a list already. That's um, a good idea. Yeah, I'll right. do that. Awesome. Cool. And my last of the standard questions, I guess, is is what are your plans for the future? At the moment, it's it's more add-on. So I actually spent a bit of time just uh, just before the new year kind of streamlining, streamlining my roadmap and uh, trying to make make a, a more firm plan. And I think I was focusing a bit too much on kind of the the core plugin, which is very important, don't get me wrong, and I don't want to sort of alienate people that just like the free the free stuff that I've done, but it's actually pretty stable now. So the things I want to do are the paid add-on side, and I've always been really careful about what I choose to be free and what I choose to be paid. The way I kind of define an add-on, and I think this is probably you know the the general rule of thumb when it comes to sort of defining add-ons, is that it will appeal to a subset of your users and if it does that then it doesn't necessarily belong in the free core plugin and some of them are are quite are quite valuable you know in terms of uh, their functionality and some of them would be you know huge huge additions to the free core plugin that would take you know tens or you know maybe even hundreds of of hours to develop and there has to be a point where you say well you know this is this is an add on people people if people would play, pay for this then maybe they they should pay for that so yeah add ons is kind of where i'm looking this year there's support for multi site coming out soon so that's in development at the moment uh, as well as updates to all my existing add ons or most of my existing add ons and then the big one that's coming i'm hoping before the end of the year and people always say but it takes like 6 months to do that and it's like yeah cuz it's 
a side business for me and it does take a long time to to do these things plan them out you know develop them then test them and there's obviously a, a cost factor as well but the big one for me is um, having opt-in and opt-out uh, settings for the users for notifications and that's been a highly requested feature for some time and i'd say you know well over a year really but it's just it takes some time for the free call plugin to be able to support that but also for me to be able to develop it and uh, and create an add-on for it and that's going to be kind of my first really big kind of add-on all the all the current ones are really little ones so that's what i'm kind of hoping to achieve for the end of this year and then next year there's definitely some more really cool free stuff coming too Awesome. That sounds that sounds really great, and I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for that. I did have one follow up on that because I think this is of uh, particular interest to uh, the listeners and certainly to me. So you have your free plugin, you have the add on model. Could you give us like a a thirty second, thirty sixty seconds maybe of how you do the add on model, like how you sell them and how you verify them in WordPress? Uh, verify them do you mean in terms of like the license keys and connecting them up yeah or? yeah that's yeah. exactly right yeah so i i use easy digital downloads to handle all of the the e-commerce aspect of my site and uh, the software licensing uh, and recurring payments extensions uh, and that's been really good i'm actually really looking forward to june because june last year is when i installed recurring payments so i'd be interested to see the, the difference between manual renewals, which was like the traditional way, I guess, and automatic recurring payments, which will come in, I think, on the 4th of June. So I'll be interested to see what the difference is there in terms of people, you know, keeping their license keys updated. Nice, nice. That's not too far from uh, when this is being recorded. So maybe you could send me like a little audio bit of how it went uh, before the episode comes out, probably in July. So cool. Very cool. Well, Thank you for that. Uh, I, I do have one more question before the bonus round, and that is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Yeah, so I've been sort of not a long term, but sort of I've listened to this podcast for probably about a year now. And whenever I hear that, I thought, if I'm ever on this podcast, what would I say? And I've been racking my brain. And I think I came up with sort of two things earlier just today. The first one is, and it's not really a trade secret, I guess neither of these are trade secrets, but be really nice when you give support. And I think, you know, depending on what your plugin does, it could be used by anyone with any skill set on any kind of website. And you have to remember that not everyone's a developer. So if you're really helpful and you give really good support, they'll give you a good review. And that helps boost the credibility of your plugin. Or, you know, you can ask them to give you a good review. And if you do that as well, they might give you some really helpful insight into um, user experience and user interfaces that you're sort of creating. And obviously, WordPress takes care of that to a certain extent. You know, that's kind of the design of the uh, the WP admin, but they will help you to sort of break it down a bit and and make it really useful for um, people of all skill sets. I think the other thing as well is that I release transparency reports, and whilst I'm quite happy doing that. And I, I enjoy writing them. I write them every quarter. They, I, I'm, I'm honest anyway, and I like to be transparent. But what it does is it keeps you honest about some of the decisions that you make in between you you writing those reports. So you might be thinking, I, I'm going to do this feature. And then you sort of stop and think, well, that's kind of good enough. And then you think, well, I'm going to talk about this in like a few months time in my transparency report. And I'm going to have to explain to people that this is what I've done and this is how I've done it. 
And if it doesn't pass my kind of honesty test, you know, my, uh, you know, that I'm going through whilst I'm kind of doing it, then I may have to explain it later on. So that's kind of a good way of keeping you focused and keeping you honest about what you're doing and making sure you're doing a good job. And I guess that sort of comes around to, you know, you doing, doing, uh, you know, standing by your, your products and, and kind of giving people what they want as well. So not exactly a trade secret, but it's a, it's a good way of making sure that you're doing good work. Yeah, that sounds great. And uh, well, first of all, thank you for being a listener of the show. Uh, and second, I'm glad you got to come on and, and share that because I think I think a lot of in in my experience, sometimes it's been hard to be nice during support. Right? You get that. You get somebody who's uh, who writes you a lot of emails or seems like a pain in the neck. But I mean, they're a paying customer. They're trying to get the most out of your products, and you know that that niceness certainly does go a long way. So. Uh, I think it's something that more, especially developers, need to hear, right? I, I had a friend who I used to work with who would say things like, oh, the user's so stupid, but then also communicate that the user should already know what he knows. And I'm like, you can't have it both ways. Like, you can't, so either be nice to them or, or don't, you know, don't be in the business of support, so. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So, well, thank you very much for that. And uh, now we are on to the bonus round, the fast five. So you have not been given these questions beforehand. I just want your your gut reaction to what I'm going to ask. And the first question is, what's your favorite book? Oh, that's a good question. I don't read that many books. Uh, the last book I read was the Richard Branson's autobiography. Nice. Nice. Richard Branson, he's the CEO of uh, Virgin. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Very cool. I'm sure that's great. He seems like a super interesting guy. Yeah, it's a good book. It's really interesting. Uh, he's very motivated. Nice. Definitely going to have to check that one out. What's your favorite kind of music? Oh, uh, it varies, but usually rock, heavy rock. Nice. Uh, Follow-up, because I also like heavy rock. What's your favorite band, or what band have you been listening to a lot lately? I quite like Sixth. They're an English kind of metal band, but one of my favorite bands probably in that space is Code and Cambria. Nice. Very nice. Oh, man, I'm going to listen to them after this now. I haven't listened to them in a while. Cool. Uh, what is your favorite food? Oh, pasta. Nice. As an Italian, I appreciate that answer. <laughs> Who's your favorite sports team or athlete? Oh, I'm not really that much of a sports person, but I get really interested when the Olympics comes on. Nice. What's uh? you have a favorite event to watch in the Olympics? No, not really. Athletics is always quite interesting. Cool. Very cool. And last question, and I will pose this question to you the same way it was posed to me, which is if you couldn't write code for a living or if you couldn't work on a computer for a living, what would you do instead? Oh, that's a great question. I think as long as I was doing something creative, I'd be happy. Uh, so I used to play drums and nice. I kind of replaced drums with uh, web design at one point, And I've always been quite happy. I always want to go back to the drums. But I've always been quite happy with web design as a thing. So I think as long as I was creative, I would be happy. Very cool. It seems like we're cut from the same cloth because I used to play drums a lot in high school uh, and a little bit through college. And I have, well, I have a newborn, but I have an electric set that is not set up. So I need to, you know, I've always been getting the itch to go back. But when I have some free time, I'd rather spend it with my newborn or write, you know, some code or something like that, be creative. So Cool. That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you coming on. 
No problem. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Awesome. Uh, so I again, I really got a lot from this episode. Uh, I hope you did too. I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, and so I want to thank Jack again. I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Liquid Web, who has been a season-long sponsor of the show. Would not have been able to happen, really, frankly, without them. So definitely check out the offer that they have for uh, listeners over at buildpodcast.net slash liquid. And thank you to Prosperous, uh, who has been uh, a sponsor for a while as well. Uh, They have job openings, so you should go work for Prosperous at buildpodcast.net slash Prosperous. Uh, If you like the show, make sure to rate us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people discover us. Uh, And if you leave a review, uh, perhaps I will read it on the air. So uh, thanks again so much. And until next time, get out there and build something.